Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking.、Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and、uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick, so I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me. What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi guys. Today's show is brought to you by the extremely kind donations by our donors over at Patreon. Andrew, tell us a little bit about Patreon. Uh, Patreon is a place you can go where, if you'd like to donate to us, you、donate. can and you can get、uh, special perks. Special perks.、Uh, we got a lot of different perks. We're starting up a new perk program. I think we've already actually the first one's probably gonna come out this week. Yeah.、Uh, right. It's it's likely out right the fuck now. Yeah. <laughs> and it's specifically and for this... one dollar patrons and higher because we feel like we need to give more to them. Yeah. So if you want to donate just one dollar, you get. Probably, I would say twenty minutes of extra content. Every, it's an after every party. You get to join us for our after party, which is something me and Andrew always do after the podcast. So we figured, why don't we just record it and give it to the people? Yeah, and it's basically just going to be maybe on-topic discussion, maybe off-topic discussion, whatever,、mm-hmm. whatever we want to do, whatever we want. Um, but Andrew, why don't you tell us who our patrons are? Oh, absolutely. We got Stephanie L. We got Terry Needleman, Max Lunig, Benjamin Lear, Chris O'Kelly, Lily Ackles, Mackenzie Horner, John Donna, Taryn the Duck, Melissa Goldman, Jess Lightning, Ewan Cassidy, Haley McDonald, Teskier, Colin McLeod, Fire of September, Sam Bergman, Mina Moniri, and Monica Thoreau. Uh, which we we have a lot of patrons right now. I'm just gonna throw that out there. We're one away、really、from twenty. One away from twenty, and we love all of you guys. Here's a kiss for each and、big、every one of you. Thank you for all of you. I kissed her entire face because I love you all so much. Yeah, big thank you to everybody. Really,、mm-hmm. really appreciate it. And you can join that list、um, because they give us the little financial support that helps us keep the lights on here at Musicals to Cheese. If you'd like to join them in supporting us and get tons of fun perks such as patron only commentaries. Our episode today early, or even earlier. Come join us over at Patreon. All right, Andrew, are you ready to start this show? I just want to throw out there one more thing.、Uh, I just want to say that we have used that Patreon money to improve our show already, and it's not just going right into our pockets. We are investing it back into the show. You might notice that Andrew doesn't sound like he's talking into a potato anymore. No, and that's all because of Patreon. A hundred percent. We are not just throwing your money away. We are actually putting it into the show. So thank you. And the more we get, the more we can do.、Um, if we hit two hundred and fifty dollars per episode, we'll put out more episodes like per week. We'll we'll double our efforts and get two episodes out a week. Yep. So really, big thank you to everybody.、Uh, let's start the show. Let's go. Hello, I'm Jesse McAnally. And I'm Andrew DeWolf, and welcome to Musicals with Cheese, a podcast where I try to get Andrew to like musical theater. <laughs> oh, who who is this? Is this is this Jess McAnally? Yes, yes, but but it's Halloween, Jess McAnally. Oh, okay. For some reason, I thought you had like transformed into a different person <laughs> entirely because you were doing like a different voice.、Um, so. <laughs> I am Hyde McAnally, <laughs> and I am Jess McAnally, and I am Hyde McAnally, and I am Jess. Sorry, Andrew. Oh means- no! <laughs> Are you the Utterson to my Henry Jekyll? Uh, well, I'm not gonna stab you if that's what you're asking. <laughs> oh come on, just once. 
No, you're gonna have to do it on your on my sword, okay? <laughs> Jess, Jess you know, loves to impale himself on my sword. Your your cane sword that you just have for some reason. Who doesn't have a cane sword, dude? Everybody's got a cane sword. <laughs> Christ. So, Andrew, what musical are we covering today? Oh, uh, we're talking about the most Halloween-y, spectacular, October fest musical of all time, and the scariest thing I've ever seen in my life, Jekyll and Hyde. Jekyll Hyde is a musical horror drama loosely based on the novella The Strange Case of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde by Robert Louis Stevenson. Originally conceived for the stage by Frank Wildhorn and Steve Cuden, it features music by Frank Wildhorn, a book by Leslie Bercuse, and lyrics by Wildhorn, Bercuse, and Cuden. After a world premiere run in Houston, Texas, the musical embarked on a national tour of the United States prior to its Broadway debut in 1997. Many international productions in various languages have since been staged, including two subsequent North American tours, two tours in the United Kingdom, a concert version, a revamped tour in 2012 ahead of the 2013 Broadway revival, and an Australian concert version in 2019. So, Andrew, what did you think of Jekyll and Hyde? You know what I think? How the heck is there three people writing lyrics for this show? (laughs) (laughs) And they're as bad as they are. Andrew, do you want to hear a confession to make? Yeah, sure. What's your confession? I've probably seen this show live more times than I have any other musical. (laughs) Okay, first question is why, and what's your answer for that? It's a guilty pleasure. I enjoy this musical a lot. Despite me knowing it's not good. How How many times has this come in your area, or have you seen the same, like, on the same weekend, you see it, like, multiple times, like... (laughs) <laughs> so I saw it once live, like just a community theater. Um, another okay. time when they had the pre-Broadway national tour with Constantine Maroulis and Deborah Cox, I saw that live. And then I saw another um, theatrical production locally, but it was like an immersive production, which was pretty neat. Um, so, and then one other time, just because a friend of mine was in it. So four times I've seen this show. My God. And I, I like I'm it. I'm surprised you haven't gone. I'm surprised you haven't gone mad. <laughs> it's like drinking a potion. I become a different person when I watch it. <laughs> oh my god! So I take it um, you're well, not that positive. I've only on seen it. it. I've only seen it one time. Um, and I gotta say, it's kind of boring. And full disclosure, I, I did not show him the David Hasselhoff recording. I showed him the Brad Little recording. No, I didn't watch the the garbage version. Guys, there'll be a commentary on that coming out pretty soon. Yeah. It might be out right now. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Halloween. We ha- I we actually haven't recorded that yet though, so just saying. <laughs> <laughs> so I really haven't seen the Hasselhoff version. So none of the things I'm saying in this episode have anything to do with David Hasselhoff. <laughs> um, Isn't that sad? There's just a lot of there's a lot of boring songs. I I just going to throw that out there. <laughs> But what makes it, like, you think the show altogether is boring, or just the songs? Um, a lot of the songs are boring, and that makes it kind of boring. I'm honestly, I don't like the gothic feel that they go for, like, the, like, setting-wise. And I get that that's what the story actually is, but I don't like that, personally. Um, and also, just, 
I, I don't know. It just doesn't have very much going on. Why don't you describe for us the plot of Jekyll and Hyde, the musical? Okay, well, Jekyll and Hyde, Jekyll, his father is dying of something. I, I don't really know what. S- um, sickness disease. He's gone crazy. Yeah, he's dying. He's dying of pure sickness disease. And Jekyll thinks that there's uh, two sides to a person, the bad side and the good side. And he wants to find a way to separate the two. And I guess that will save his father. So he does that. And of course, that turns him into Jekyll and also Hyde. So now he's the good side and the bad side of a person. I'm not sure what that's like the most predictable reaction to that. So I'm not sure what he was expecting to happen. (laughs) Just get rid of the bad shit and only keep the good shit. Yeah, like, is that what he really thought was going to happen by separating the two? Like, wh- where does the bad stuff I'll go? I'll poop the bad person parts of me out! <laughs> okay, and then Hyde goes on a killing spree and kills all the- Oh, oh, Jekyll, his, his, he wanted, like, uh, a grant or something for his research. And, of course, he got turned down by the Board of Governors. So, so Hyde murders everyone in the Board of go- Governors, essentially. Mm-hmm. And... Somewhere in there, like, they meet some girl named Lucy. She's a prostitute. It was on his, like, engagement parties, like, stag night for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. And then Hyde kills her, too. And then there is a wedding, and Hyde tries to kill his wife, and then Jekyll kills himself. The end. Like if you cry every time. (laughs) That's the story of Jekyll and Hyde. Yes, and you didn't enjoy that? It sounds like there's a lot of murder and woman abuse. <laughs> um, there is a lot of murder. It's just, they kind of summarize all the murder in, like, one song. And it's the most ridiculous song in the fucking world. Yeah, and it's not very good. Um, and, like, they, I think they show, like, one or two murders on stage, which is, like, that's fine, I guess. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> The okay, the good parts of the show, the best stuff is every time there is a confrontation between Hyde and Jekyll. You mean the one time there was a confrontation between jo- Hyde and Jekyll? Okay, it happens at least twice. What do you mean? When is uh, the first time? Uh, the first time they transform. That's not a confrontation between them. That's just Hyde arriving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like Jekyll is there, and then Hyde takes over, and like that's cool. Yeah, that transformation cool, scene is cool ridiculous. Here, I mean, like, super cheesy and hilarious. Yes, that is pure <laughs> cheese, and I love every second of it. Yeah. The problem with the show is that there isn't more of that. <laughs> I mean, when David like, Hasselhoff's in there, there's so much of it. Like, even the stuff that isn't cheese is cheese. Okay, I I know we're not talking about the Hasselhoff right now, but... <laughs> Who ca- Who the heck cast David Hasselhoff in this role? <laughs> what? Why? <laughs> That's my question. He can't even sing it's it. Like, His vibrato sounds like a goat. Okay, like like when when Great Comet gets like Josh Groban, like okay, that makes sense. Like okay, it's a celebrity, but it's a celebrity that can sing really well. When this show gets David Hasselhoff, it's like okay, it's a celebrity, but they can't sing at all. <laughs> Best known for the SpongeBob movie. And eating um a burger on the floor. <laughs> eating a burger off the ground. <laughs> Let's put him in a musical. <laughs> My favorite video on the internet is when he like did like I'm gonna do this in front of a live audience twenty years after I did it the first time and he forgets the lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> It's great. Oh my god. Oh, David Hasselhoff. But also this musical. This musical, <laughs> like, I know you're joking about, like, oh, who would put David Hasselhoff? Like, there's no other musical I could put David Hasselhoff in. No, it's true, but, like, I guess my point is more to the why cast David Hasselhoff in anything. Like, imagine him Musical-y. as Phantom. <laughs> Oh, God. Well, I mean, he'd actually, he'd probably be better than the guy they got for the movie. Oh, yeah, that is fair. (laughs) So, Andrew, fun fact. I was going to save this for the end, but I'm going to throw this at you right now. Um, In March 2019, they announced they're adapting this into a film with the screenwriter from Alejandro Alejandro Iñárritu's Birdman writing the script. Okay. 
I think that's good news, actually, because I think as a movie, they could do some really cool stuff with this. Why do you think it fails so much as a stage show? I don't know if this is true of all the versions or just the one you sent me, but the sets are in this are so fucking boring. Every version of the show has had the worst set design I've ever seen. It's so fucking boring. Like, I think there's like full scenes that are just, it's just blackness behind them and nothing, nothing else at all. It's like, what, what am I supposed to be looking at here? This is fucking lame. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I sent you a little bit of the Constantine Marulis production where they just relied so heavily on projections. Mm-hmm. And that was terrible yeah, which in is a different like, way. <laughs> yeah, and, and with that one, it's like, it, it's not even the same show at that point because now Hyde is not there um, sometimes. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. I think the only good part of the show is that Hyde and Jekyll are the same person. And that's, and that's an interesting fun. musical theater feat, like someone having to play two different people on stage. You know, a neat, like, performative thing in front of you. Yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. It's funny and cheesy, but it's it's something that's like, you know, cheese is not always a bad thing. In fact, most of the time, I'd say it's it's usually fun, especially in, like, stage productions and stuff, like... I, I want to see somebody trying really hard to entertain me. It's funny. <laughs> I enjoy it. But we named the whole show after it. <laughs> did you like feel anything? Like, do you like? Can I tell you a little bit of the history of the Broadway run, really quick? Is it is it uh, interesting or mildly? I think you'd be interested in it. All right. What what do we have? So like, was came out on Broadway and got like some of the worst reviews in like Broadway history. But it did, like, such a very successful national tour of, like, every, like, state that when it hit Broadway, it became this huge success. It played for 1,500 performance, and it had, like, some of the worst reviews ever. But it still was, like, a relative success and played for a very long time. So, from this point forward, reviewers despise Frank Wildhorn. Just because he made something that they didn't like? They made something that didn't, he didn't like that was popular, yes. Okay. What else has he made? Um, Just curious. He, um, I find Frank Wildhorn to be like one of the most interesting people in musical theater lexicon. He is not mm-hmm. particularly good. <laughs> okay, well, I mean, so what? What else, What has he made? He has made <laughs> Dracula the musical. Um, oh, right off the same theming of the Jekyll and Hyde. Wonderland the musical. Like Alice in Wonderland? Yes, but like rock and roll version. Um, Carmen, the and? musical, you know, adopt that opera into a musical, worked well for Rent. The Civil War, the musical. The Civil War, the musical, yeah. okay. Um, and then, That's a little bit of a broader topic, huh? And <laughs> 2015, he wrote Death Note, the musical, based on the anime. Death Note. Death Note, the musical. Yes. Okay. But the Frank Wildhorn is, like, kind of the king of musicals with cheese before we, like, ever covered a single one of his shows. It seems like he's making a lot of cheese. He is, but also he is not a fan of musicals. In fact, he started his like career as like a pop songwriter. Like he wrote songs for Whitney Houston, and he kind of just wound up doing some musicals. And like Jekyll and Hyde was very successful. So he's just kind of like, eh, eh, it's not that hard. Basically, <laughs> like Dracula, I think is a better musical than Jekyll and Hyde. Believe it or not. <laughs> Because at least I'm interested in Jack Dracula. But you've seen Jekyll and Hyde four times, so... Right. And Bonnie and Clyde, I think, is actually a properly good musical. And I hope to do that on the show one day. I'm sure we can. But one of the biggest, like, downfalls of Frank Wildhorn's, like, musical writing is he writes very general pop songs. Like, songs like, I... This is the moment, or I need to know are very general. They aren't specific. And one of the things I love about Sondheim is they are super specific about that situation. You cannot take finishing the hat and put it into, like, a cabaret number and have it really make sense out of context. Yeah, like, I need to know is, like, the most generic, <laughs> like, I want song, I think. I, I'm pretty sure that's what it was. I, I It is. Like, I need to know information. Why are men bad? Yeah, it's almost like... When I was listening to it at first, I'm like, this is almost like, uh, like Faustian or something, but like, it's totally unrelated to that. Like, what is this? What does this mean? Really? I need to know. (laughs) Cause he never mentions anything in the story in that song. If I remember correctly, 
it's literally just straight up he's saying I need to know and he needs he needs to know <laughs> why men play this strange double game why they're always so close to the flame it's a deal with the devil that you never can sell I need to know <laughs> but you can hum that song which is all that you really need to do at a Frank Wildhorn show that's true there is some pretty like decent I guess like rock ballads in this Pretty okay ones. Can I pitch to you that this is exactly like Phantom of the Opera? Um, I think they are obviously... I'm correct in saying this came out after Phantom of the Opera, Yes, right? it is. About ten years. Okay, yeah, this is, seems like it's very heavily inspired by Phantom of the Opera. Forbidden Broadway described it as Phantom Light. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean... But it's very similar it, it feels behind like... the scenes, too. Because he wrote the musical for his wife, Linda Etter, who was the original Lucy. <laughs> Much like Angel Lloyd Webber wrote it for his wife, Sarah Brightman, to play Christine. Yeah, makes sense. He didn't have his wife play Emma, he, she played Lucy. Emma's such a boring fucking character. <laughs> there is nothing... To be honest, though, so is Lucy, just throwing it out there. Lucy at least has something <laughs> she wants. Emma wants to get married. Oh yeah, that's a great, great motive. At least Lucy wants to get out of like, her life of hooking, and she... Can have a fun, smiley face on stage, but be sad behind the scenes. Like, she's got some gray in her. Yo, she's dead, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's dead. And Emma isn't. I feel like Emma deserved to live. To die. Lucy, you mean? Lucy deserved to die, you and Emma's Emma deserved to live, and all that. I mean that backwards. I... I mean, I don't really know if anybody in this deserved to die, other than Jekyll, for... Fucking around. Utterson for not doing a goddamn <laughs> thing to help the situation. <laughs> yeah, even my friends very, acted weird. Very right? end, to the very end, he refuses to help. <laughs> <laughs> I will deliver this letter, but I will do nothing else. <laughs> I don't want to help my friend. I mean, I'm just gonna stand here and do nothing. I mean, it's weird. You're like, it sucks that you're like this. I'm gonna stand over here. Ugh. Can I say I find it very okay. baffling that, like, everyone's like, Jekyll's the good one and Hyde's the bad one. Or as soon as Jekyll, like, starts becoming Hyde, he becomes a huge dick to literally everyone around him. He's not a good guy, he's an asshole. Um, well, I mean, Hyde is, like, a murderer, though, like, so I don't, I don't know about that. I mean, sure, <laughs> but it's not like Jekyll's the paragon of good. Okay, so here's one thing I just want to throw out there. Yeah? Just random, random thought. Uh, this show is a lot like what I'd want The Fly, the musical, to be. See, if you were to do The Fly, the musical, you would have Frank Wildhorn <laughs> write the music, is what I'm hearing. Absolutely. <laughs> and Jeff Goldblum still has to star. Of course. Of, of fucking course Jeff Goldblum has to star. Every song is gonna be a jazz masterpiece, and Jeff Goldblum's band is gonna fucking play it. No, it'll be power ballads. We know Frank Wildhorn, we know what he's good at. A new right, life have Jeff where I can be a fly, I'll have a new life. <laughs> <laughs> where I can be a fly. A fly away from here, a fly into the atmosphere. Oh, there's so many power ballads in this. <laughs> How about we go into a mid-show interruption and then we'll go into the ballads. We'll go into the ballads. Can we just skip every song that's not a power ballad? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, because the power ballads are the only interesting ones. <laughs> hey. All right, fellas. Um, I really want to thank uh, our kind donators for supporting today's show. Our current supporters are Stephanie L., Terry Needleman, Max Lunig, Benjamin Learer, Chris O'Kelly, Lily Ackles, Mackenzie Horner, John Donna, Taryn the Duck, Melissa Goldman, Just Lightning, Ewan Cassidy, Haley McDonald, Teskir, Colin McCloud, Fire of September, Sam Bergman, Minam Moniri, and Monica Thoreau. And I really want to thank all of you uh, for supporting us. If you want to join them in supporting us on Patreon, you get a lot of fun perks. You're going to get commentaries. You're going to get extra content you're gonna get uh episodes a day early or more depending on when uh, jess edits them um a lot of great stuff uh we might even include uh secret footage of jess taking a piss during the mid shows if you want to take a look at that 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press one. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press two. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Um, a lot of cool stuff. Uh, let's get back to the show. I need to see the truth of a man cannot see to be I need to know. <laughs> what do you think of I need to know? I need to know is kind of okay. <laughs> that is the most definite answer she's got. he's got. Uh, I mean, I'm not sure how I feel about it. Like, on one hand, the melody is catchy, and it's not, like, terrible as far as, like, songwriting goes. But on the other hand... It means nothing. It's so... It means, like, jack shit, and it's really not, like... I don't know. It's not that fun, either. I feel like if you're a pop song writer, and you're gonna write, like, power ballads for the whole show, maybe don't do a horror show. You know what I'm saying? I find that interesting. <laughs> okay, so let me talk a little bit about this show and my experience of seeing it live. I don't know what fucking deal they ha MTI has with this show, but it's not like every other one. Because, like... Every show I've ever seen produced through MTI or whatever type of thing, they have to follow strict guidelines, like you can't change any lines and all this. But every fucking production of Jekyll and Hyde, there's like some songs missing, some of them are there, some of them are all over the place. You have optional <laughs> songs, like... So in the David Hasselhoff production, I Need to Know doesn't exist. But in every other production I've seen live, <laughs> it does suddenly exist. And then there's songs like Girls of the Night, which exists like on every album ever released. But I have never seen an Eddie live production. 
What a fucking disaster. I know. So this show... Wait, how do you cut... How do you cut the I Want song of the main character? Well, they have that Lost in the Darkness introduction that they reprise in Confrontation, but I, I don't understand, like, the legality of this show. They probably don't have any. It's just like, yeah, you can perform the show, do whatever you want. <laughs> On top of that, like, I've seen some productions that take place and do it very traditionally, like the version we saw, where it's like in the 1800s. I've seen other versions where they're like teenagers and dressed in modern day. <laughs> There's no fucking rules of the show! And sometimes they add reprises randomly in the middle. Like, is there no... no one's regulating this? Okay, let me throw it out there. This is... that's a good thing. Shows should be allowed to take a little creative liberty, right? Yes. And I think it's really cool. And this is the only show I've ever seen that liberty being given to. So maybe Jekyll and Hyde is a trend starter, not a follower, okay? Maybe <laughs> Jekyll and Hyde is Okay, just... you sound like like the guy who's fighting Ben Brantley in the New York Times when the show came out or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> The one audience member raising his hands like, maybe this is a trend starter. <laughs> Have you ever considered Excuse that? Excuse me, sir. Excuse <laughs> me, sir. But maybe this show is better than Fan of the Opera. Maybe this show is better than Le Miserable. <laughs> maybe this show is better than Cats. Um, okay. Let's let's talk about that for one sec, Jess. <laughs> All right. This show is better than Cats. <laughs> I remember you're preaching to the choir here. I've seen this show five times live. <laughs> I enjoy this show. Oh my! Maybe it's ironic, but who gives a shit? Okay. What the fuck is with the song Facade, and why does it come back, like, eight times? Because I want it to be the Ballad of Sweeney Todd so what, badly. Can you explain this to me? Yeah, but, like, it's not, though. <laughs> I get you know, the implication. The implication is that everyone is holding back high Who they really are and all that. Yeah. But, like, why do we have to reprise this song fucking eight times? Um, because you need to give David Hasselhoff or whoever, um, a chance to change their outfit or to, like, move to their next spot or to change a set. So let's move on to Bring On The Men. What do you think of that song? Because I really like that one. Uh, Bring On The Men is like the fun song with all the prostitutes, right? Yes. The Bob Fosse number. Yeah, that one's... It's it's fine. I, I was kind of, when I was watching it, I was like, what does this have to do with anything? Because I didn't realize that one of them was going to be a main character. It is weird, because in a lot of ver versions, like the David Hasselhoff version, she does not sing that song. She sings a song about good and evil, and it's really dumb. But she also sings an I Want song right before she does it called Take Me As I, or Who, What I Am, or Who I Am. No one knows who I am. That's what the song is. And she's like, I don't know what I am. And then you get an idea that, oh, she's an important character. I am's what I am's. Man, what are we doing <laughs> the Popeye movie? <laughs> Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, it's hard to stay on topic with this shit. <laughs> this music, but Bring On The Men is such a weird song that I like a lot, but doesn't move any plot. I almost prefer Good and Evil, despite it makes no sense for Lucy to be singing that song as like a striptease. So how does that song go? Because I don't think I heard that one. It's in the David Hasselhoff and Rob Evan version. The original Broadway version, I believe, where it's just like, good and evil, and that merit. It's literally just a song about good and evil, but she just happens to be stripping during it. It makes no sense, but it actually makes some plot-relevant sense, where Jekyll's like, you know what? I learned something from that. I need to separate good and evil, and I need to try it on myself. Okay, why does he try it on himself? I don't remember. He was looking for 
he was looking for a suitable candidate and they turned him down. But then I remember him saying that he was looking for a different suitable candidate somewhere, and I guess he didn't find one or something like that. No, he was talking about himself, but Utterson thought he was talking about Lucy and taking a prostitute, buying her for a night, and like trying his like medicines on her against her will. You know. Like Utterson does, you know, that's the cool thing to do. Because that's Utterson as a person. Utterson as a person is just a bad person. (laughs) Yeah, fuck you, Utterson. Worst best friend ever. So he tries it on himself, and then we get the song uh, First Transformation. No, and also no, no, we can't, we can't talk about that yet. We gotta talk about the famous song from this show. This is the moment when all I've done, all of the dreaming and scheming and the screaming become one. This is the day. See, it's sparkle and the shine. This is the moment. Oh, God. I don't even know if I remember this song. <laughs> this is the song where he's like, This is a moment where I drug myself. This is the moment. Yeah, because he thinks he's about to change the world and save his daddy. And it's like a four-minute song. <laughs> I don't think I have anything to say about this one. It's just another fucking power ballad. It is the most power ballad power ballad. <laughs> and everyone so in their many... mom has sung it. Really? Yes, Who it sang is, it? Like, every, like, Broadway singer, like, um, John Barrowman, John Owen Jones, David Hasselhoff, Rob Evan, Rob Cuccioli, um, Constantine Maroulis, um, Sebastian Bach, all of them have Jesus sung this song. Christ. It is a very popular, well-known cabaret number, because it is so general. It doesn't even mention, like, a potion or good and evil or any of that. It's just like, everything I've dreamed for is gonna come true. Do you think when he was writing all these songs, he was kind of just like, I'm just gonna make a bunch of plot-relevant songs, but they're all gonna be boring as fuck. Any song that's gonna be good, no mention of Jekyll or Hyde whatsoever. No, Because I want them to become pop hits. No, what he was thinking of is, hey, if this musical doesn't work out, I can always sell them to, like, Josh Groban or Whitney Houston or someone. That's true. That is all he was thinking of. And in a way, I have to respect that. (laughs) No, you have, you are required to. I mean, honestly. Like, that is a mindset I can at least understand. You see, but there is a few plot-relevant songs that we skipped over entirely, and they all suck. (laughs) What? You don't love, um, the pleading to the governor? It's like, they're doomed broken souls at a thousand asylums. Left there to rot for the lack of a plan. I literally listened to that song, like, twice, just to try to see if I could remember anything about it and I can't. I literally, I can't. (laughs) It's got no, like, catchy melodies. It's got nothing interesting. It's just a boring exposition song. I remember a very cringy lyric that is like, You're a doctor, not a savior, Dr. Jekyll, for a start, but I judge from your behavior, you can't tell the two apart. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's not that bad but <laughs> i don't like backward talking like no human would talk like that that's true but a human might sing like that well you don't i'm a take any sondheim lyric <laughs> and try to there are no backward talking everyone who sings a sondheim lyric could actually say that in a sentence that makes sense what if yoda was the one who wrote the lyric <laughs> <laughs> well maybe Yoda shouldn't be a writing doctor you are not a savior <laughs> I judge for your behavior you tell the two apart you can't <laughs> now the die is cast nothing left to do time alone can prove my theory is true Show the world I... Dear God. What's this? 
something is happening. I can't explain. Something inside me, a breathtaking pain, devours, consumes me, and drives me insane. (laughs) Suddenly, uncontrolled, something is taking hold. Suddenly, agony, filling me, killing me. Suddenly, out of breath, Is this death? Suddenly, look at me. Can it be? Alright, let's talk about the first transformation. Okay, this is like the first of two parts that are actually good in the whole thing. (laughs) Uh, Because this part is like, he turns into Hyde and it's funny. It's ridiculous. I like how, I love how this song, like the melody keeps going though and he sings it into lower and lower registers it's kind of nice you know what i like i like how he rhymes red and red oh he does that yes <laughs> glimmering in red shimmering in red yes he he does do that jess but it's fun that he turns into hide yes and then he goes into an actually really fun song called alive it's, like, kind of fun. So, like, the first time I listened to this song, I was like, oh, that was pretty good. And then I listened <laughs> to the reprise, and I was like, that was pretty decent, too. And then I went back, and I listened to it, and I was like, oh, that wasn't that good. Now, why do you I think you the changed? Reprise, and I was like, oh. I think the melody is, like, nice the first time you hear it, and it's like, oh, that's kind of like a pop melody. But it has the problem that all pop songs have, where, like, once you listen to them, like, multiple times, you start to realize that it's, like, kind of boring. There's just not that much to it. So I take it you're not a fan of Firework by the goddess Katy Perry? I, I've just ne- I've never felt like a plastic bag, I just gotta say that. Never, never had that feeling. Man, you're missing out. <laughs> I want to say plastic bags are more useful than fireworks, uh, and I'd, like to, I'd prefer to be a plastic bag than a firework, because at least I could help people carry groceries. Whereas fireworks, I mean, just you're just gonna fires. blow up in... <laughs> Start fires. Start wildfires uh, in California. (laughs) Misdirect and hit people in the head, that kind of stuff. Really nothing useful, though. At the best, you're a pretty light show. At the worst, you're a hazard. (laughs) So, you don't like Alive anymore? I liked it at first, and now I think it's okay, and I, I don't hate it. But, like, I don't think I'm gonna turn it on anytime soon and be like, yeah... I think this it's 100% nice. depends on the performance. <laughs> like, I've heard some performers that, like, absolutely kill this song, and other performers that are like, oh, that was a dud. <laughs> and if you have a song that doesn't work depending on who performs it, that's kind of on the composer, sadly enough. Yeah, like, basically, the song is good if David Hasselhoff does it. If anyone else does it, it's not very good. You haven't heard David Hasselhoff do it, and I can tell you he does not do it well. I can't imagine he does any of the songs well. I'm just going to be real here. He does This Is The Moment almost okay. He almost sells that song. Almost okay. That is the closest to good he sounds in the entire show. But most actors at least change their voices for Jekyll and Hyde. David Hasselhoff doesn't even try. That's the whole show, though. Like, oh my god. It's just the same voice. That's like the only good thing in the entire show, and he's just like, I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> that sounds like work, I might have to, like, change the pitch of my voice. I'm gonna have to practice that and, like, rehearse it, and yeah, no, no, I'm not doing that. What'd you think of someone like you, Lucy's big, like, ballad in Act 1? I'll be honest, I can't remember it too well. (laughs) It was right after her and Jekyll made out for no reason. Yeah, and I remember thinking, like, isn't Jekyll the good guy? Shouldn't he be, like, loyal to Emma? Like, in some versions of this, she pulls him on and, like, makes him kiss her. In other versions, he kisses her first. I don't understand it. But either way, he leaves after it happens. 
Which is a good thing. At least he recognizes it wasn't the right thing to do. Yeah, but he's supposed to be a good man. I don't understand it. Good men don't fuck prostitutes. Even good, even, even good men make mistakes sometimes, right? I guess it's not repeat. It's not repeating those mistakes that's uh, needed. You know. I mean, I guess he just kind of lets her get beaten by Hyde for the rest of the show. So I guess he doesn't repeat that mistake. No, he said he does send her like money to try to leave, right? Because he's worried that Hyde's gonna kill her. Yeah, yeah, and then he sends her a letter, and then he gets her killed. To be fair, he is the one that kills her, so... I guess. Do you want to talk about the best number in the entire musical? <laughs> murder, murder? Yes! Is that what you're going to say? <laughs> Look at this, another murder, just like that other murder, that poor old General Glossop, dead. Last week that bishop copped it, that bloke that done it hopped it, that fella must be off his head. That's two in the last four days. This killer has fancy ways. To kill outside St. Paul's requires a lot of balls. He hates the upper class. He must be on his ass. Who could he be? It takes a lot of balls, Jess. To kill outside St. Paul's. <laughs> oh, holy shit. This is what some of the worst lyrics I have ever heard hit a Broadway stage. So this is like them just summarizing that Hyde kills a bunch of people. And just I in know one song. that I talk about musical theater structure and the opening of Act One really shouldn't have too much to do with the plot. But oh Jesus Christ, this is the worst version of that. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, I'm just gonna let you go to town on the lyrics here. Why don't, why don't you just go for it? What do you got? I don't, like, if you just read the lyrics, <laughs> like, that's enough. What's your favorite one besides the balls one? Um, what? <laughs> Alright, let me just start here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, maybe his nerve will fail him. They must go out and nail him. They've gotta try and jail him now. <laughs> No matter who we're blaming, they'll they put what's his name in. They're gonna be one flaming roll. Murder, murder, it's a curse, man. Murder, murder, it's perverse, man. Nothing's worse than bloody murder in the night. <laughs> okay, now that you're mentioning that some like none of these songs actually mention anything in the show, I'm starting to notice that like they never talk about Jekyll or Hyde in any of the songs. <laughs> Except confrontation, that is the only time. But oh my god, and in the most recent 2013 production with Constantine Maroulis, they made the lyrics slightly better, but also the song completely forgettable. I mean, the song's already mildly forgettable, to be honest, besides just how Imagine bad how much more are. forgettable it could be. Yes, I, I'm sure it could be worse. <laughs> But yeah, that might be the worst song I've ever heard in musical theater history in a show that I've seen <laughs> multiple times. <laughs> I want to send all my apologies to everything we've ever critiqued in the past. Like, no one called ahead. Like, your lyrics are like Santimian. Oh my god. Give me Angels Can Have Boyfriends, please. Inject that into my veins. I'll Give it to me. Mystery tale. The frightened princess. Doesn't know what to do. Will the ghosts go away? Will she will them to stay? Either way, there's no way to win. All I know is I'm lost, and I'm counting the cost. My emotions are in a spin. I don't know who's to blame. It's a crime and a shame. But it's true all the same. It's a dangerous game. Oh, 
I don't even think there's anything else I want to talk about in Act 2 besides just confrontation. Dude, there's one more. A new life, maybe? Dangerous game, dude. Oh, d I don't think I listened to this one enough times. I Dangerous game? I love Dangerous this is games, the one man. So Hyde, Hyde and Lucy, and Hyde is, she's like into it, right? She's into him being... It depends on the performance. Like... She, she might just be complacent, like, yeah, I guess he's gonna rape me now. <laughs> Oh, okay. I th I guess I interpreted as her into it, but I I maybe I was seeing like kind of relenting uh, the wrong yeah. And it's terrifying and like and a good performance of the song is like scary, sexy, and like makes your skin crawl in a good way. Like Robert Cuscioli and Linda Etter. There's a video of them doing it, and it's so good. Rob Evan and Colleen Sexton do a version, and it's incredible. Constantine Marulis and Deborah Cox. Um, I saw that live and it was honestly the worst I've ever seen. It's so bad. David oh. Hasselhoff and Colleen Sexton in the recorded version. Uh. It's hilarious, so it's a great joy to watch. David Hasselhoff pulls some I mean, of the most insane faces I've ever seen in that show, in that song. I thought you were gonna say he pulls his shirt off and I was about to get excited, you know? He pulls his shirt off in confrontation, so... <laughs> oh hell yeah baby but no why don't you that's what we're all here for why don't you like dangerous game i don't think it's that i don't like it i just don't really remember it to be honest it's so I much I fun i love this song times. so much especially when it gets to the key change i will have to give it a re-listen yes please i'll have to give it another re-listen don't worry we're gonna have to do a commentary on the david hasselhoff version so you got that yeah also. so I'll, I'll get to i'll get to <laughs> i'll get to talk about it then <laughs> Donate and be a $5 donor to get that commentary, guys. Yeah, and honestly, it probably will be hilarious. It will be great. I, 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 I haven't seen the Hasselhoff one, but I can only imagine. It's so bad, guys. It's so bad! Alright, let's, okay, let's talk about confrontation. Do you really think that I would ever let you go? Do you think I'd ever set you free? Do I'm sad to say it simply isn't so. You will never get away from me. All that you are is a face in the mirror. I close my eyes and you disappear. I'm what you face when you face in the mirror. Long as you live, I will still be here. All that you are is the end of a nightmare. All that you are is a dying stream. After tonight, I shall end this demon dream. This is not a dream, my friend, and it will never end. This one is the nightmare that goes on. Hyde is here to stay, no matter what you may pretend. And you'll flourish long after you're gone. This is the best part of the whole show. I don't... I, I think bar none. It's it's a duet between one person. It's hilarious. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it is the most cheesy the show gets, and you love every second of it. Well, like, you knew it was gonna happen. Like, you're like, there's no way they don't have a song where this guy is singing against himself. And it's one of and the hardest songs in musical theater history. It is so hard to sing. Well, I mean, you're singing in two different ranges with two different voices. Unless like, you're David Hasselhoff, or just using the same voice. Yeah, unless you're David Hasselhoff, in which case you just give up on existence <laughs> before you even start. No, this song is great, and the it's reason great. why you paid for the show. Yeah, this song is just fantastic. And it's um, worth it. Like, even at this point, it's like, yeah, there was some dumb shit before this, but uh, this was worth it. Yeah. Unless, of course, you get the showing that Jess went to. <laughs> yes, Constantine Maroulis did terrible at this. Um, and he, it might have just been the production I saw in Detroit, but he sounded like he got punched in the throat before he came out on stage anyways. And then... Oh, no! <laughs> I just don't think he was ready for an eight-show week um, performance of songs this intense, um, even though he did Rock of Ages before this. Um, but he he tried his best. And I'm like, oh, well, at least Confrontation will be a lot of fun. You get to see him really camp it up. But no, he's just talking to, like, a projection screen with Hyde on it, and he only sings the Jekyll part. And it's bad. Yeah, who's singing the Hyde part? He is, is the Hyde part just, just he's pre-recorded. 
You know, honestly, I hate when they do that because now I'm thinking the whole time I'm just questioning is is the whole thing pre-recorded and he's just mining it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there have been productions where that's happened. I'm sure. I'm sure that every show has had a production like that. Because sometimes your understudy isn't just like performance ready and they just got to dub you. Just dub you in. Dub you in, just like W did in 9-11. <clears throat> uh, excuse me. <laughs> Double the damage. <laughs> what do you think of that ending, though? I know that's not a song, but that ending is like the worst ending in musical theater history. It's such a downer. It's not even a downer. It's just I'm like sure that's how. It's like you get a really good hand job, and then you come when the confrontation comes, and then you're just left, and they're still stroking you after that hand job, and you got like that oversensitivity. And it's like stop. <laughs> That's that you got away with words there. <laughs> Am I wrong though? Um, no. I mean, the finale's barely even a song. It's just like they're at the wedding, and then Hyde comes out, and then he dies, and it's like they're just kind of talking in this music. It's I, I don't know. Then it's a lame. Then he stabs himself somehow, and like there's a little reprise, and then Hyde's dead. <laughs> And so is Jekyll, of course. Thank God. And then the show ends, and you're like, oh, we should have just ended at confrontation. Yeah, honestly. I would have been fine if he died at the end of confrontation, and then... Emma comes in, finds him. a little him. epilogue. Yeah, it's just like, oh my God, he's dead, and then Emma and Utterson show up for some reason, and it's like the end of the room, and... <laughs> <laughs> yes, we should have just said, word for word, the end of the room. <laughs> You just fall off the edge of the earth for all I care. That's a promise. <laughs> That's a promise. <laughs> oh my god. Yes, please give us this, please. You fella who made the um, Miss Saigon Neil Breen thing, make the end of Jekyll oh, the Miss Saigon who Whoever made that, the Miss Saigon Neil Breen thing was the greatest fucking thing I've seen. I was having a rough week when that came out, and I was just so happy in the fact that someone made that. Oh my god. And I god. feel bad, I can't remember just, their name comes, right now. It just comes out, and he's just like, I cannot believe you've committed suicide. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god, that was a masterpiece. Alright, I don't think I have anything more to say about this. <laughs> we somehow talked about this for 50 minutes, I don't actually know how, but... <laughs> so what is your overall thoughts on Jekyll and Hyde and your cheese rating, Andrew? Honestly, I know I've been very negative, but it's not the worst thing ever. Wow, There's glowing some, review! Like, okay songs. <laughs> I'd give it like a, like a C+. <laughs> <laughs> How does it rank around, um, like, um, what you call Andrew Lloyd Webber's musicals? Uh, around his musicals? Yeah. And this isn't a Webber show. No, but, but it feels like Webber um, liked. That's true. Uh, I would put it slightly above Love Never Dies. Really? And below. You rate it that low? <laughs> and, yeah. I'd put it probably a little bit below Phantom. I don't know. I enjoy this more than Phantom because it's ridiculous. Phantom takes itself too seriously, where I feel like this one's self-aware, at least. Okay, I agree with that, yes, but honestly speaking, the the actual Phantom of the Opera song I do enjoy, and I like it better than any, any of the songs in this. So I just, I can't, I can't justify it. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's fine, I guess. What's your cheese rating, then? My cheese rating, um, well, I'm gonna give it one of those, uh, dual flavored bags of Cheez-Its because it's a, a mass-produced pop <laughs> pop cheese. <laughs> it is very, very cheesy, don't get me wrong. And it's got two flavors of cheese in the bag because of Jekyll and Hyde, but it's still Cheez-Its. Uh, it's not like fancy cheese or nothing like that. <laughs> what about you? All right. what, do you? What do you think? I know you like this much more than I do, I think. Um... I like this musical, but as a guilty pleasure. I know it's bad. I know for a fact it's bad. I cannot watch this and not be unaware it's bad. But I enjoy it every time I watch it, and I know, like, 
hey, I'll enjoy this power ballad or I'll enjoy this part and bring on the men is a lot of fun and confrontation is a lot of fun. It's one of those things that keeps you anticipating what's coming up, if that makes sense. I mean, I suppose that's the only thing it can do because everything else is so fucking boring that you're just waiting for the next good part. <laughs> yes, but like if but I agree. good parts deliver, which I think most of the time they do, it's great. I feel that see the thing is I feel the same way about this that I do about Phantom. It's just the good parts in Phantom I think are better. Yes, but they're better, but there's more of them in Jekyll. So the overall two hour experience right is better. I guess it's like a hit or miss kind of thing and, and I I suppose I I would rank them very close together because really they kind of have the same feel for me where it's just all this is boring shit I'm just waiting for the good song <laughs> but I would give it um Jekyll and Hyde cheese that is served from a giant cheese bowl that is carved from the bowl itself served in Lumper Malaysia very cool uh, I do have to ask you one more question here yes how does this rank compared to the book um the book is fine but the book plays... <laughs> the thing about the book is it's a lot like the Phantom book, where it plays more like a mystery. Like, it's told from Utterson's point of view, where it's like, man, this Dr. Jekyll sure is weird. <laughs> He's like... Which is why... That's probably why it's called The Strange Case of Jekyll and Hyde. No, 100% is the reason why it's called that. It's like no one could ever make a really loyal adaptation of the Jekyll and Hyde novel because... It's a mystery novel, and everyone, everyone already knows. knows. It. It's like they couldn't ever make an adaptation of the Phantom book because everyone knows where the Phantom of the Opera is at this point. It's not a ghost; it's some weirdo with a weird face. I guess the only way to really make an adaptation of it would be to somehow change the outcome. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> so that people didn't know. That's two different people. Who would have thunk? <laughs> it's actually two different people. Isn't that weird? <laughs> Like, uh, Utterson's, like, in the middle of, of, like, defeating Hyde, and he's like, Jekyll, I'm so sorry that I'm killing you, or some shit, I and then Jekyll just walks in. I can't believe you killed in. yourself. I cannot believe you killed yourself. And then Jekyll walks in, and he's like, hey, Utterson, who's that? <laughs> Either way... Thank you guys for listening. Please leave us iTunes reviews. We need more iTunes reviews. We always need more iTunes reviews and no one's leaving us any, Andrew. You should yell at them. Just shut, just shut your fucking mouth, okay? They can leave as many iTunes reviews as they want as long as they go to Musicals with Cheese on iTunes and leave us reviews there. Yes, please. Um, we're also on Spotify and Stitcher <laughs> at Musicals with Cheese. Our Twitter is at Cheesy Musicals. Our Patreon is Musicals with Cheese. Our Instagram is Musicals with Cheese. Our YouTube page is Musicals with Cheese. Our email is lives at gmail.com. Title card was created by Jolene Casco. Find her on Instagram at Jolene Casco. Andrew, is there anything else you want to say before we leave? Um, no. Know what I gotta say? <laughs> what do you gotta say? Do you really think that I would ever let you go? Do you think I'd ever oh, no, set the episode's you gonna last forever? <laughs> if you do, I'm sad to say, it simply isn't so. You will never get away from me. Well, all that you are is a face in the mirror. Oh my I am God. what you are. <laughs> that's, that's the musical. The nightmare will never end. <laughs> <laughs> Take all your evil deeds and burn in hell. I'll see you there, Jekyll. Never. And the music forever. <laughs> <laughs> That's the musical, guys. <laughs> you don't even have to watch it on Broadway HD now. Yeah, you're, you've, you've done it. You've seen the whole thing. <laughs> Cast us. Bye, everyone. Cast us in the next Jekyll and Hyde musical, guys. Yeah, we'll both play the same person. We look so similar. No, we'll switch roles every night. Like, on alternative nights, I'll play Jekyll, he'll play Hyde, then he'll play Jekyll, I'll play Hyde. I think we switch roles every every couple scenes. <laughs> just to confuse people. <laughs> yeah. I, like, I'll just show up after you play Jekyll in, like, three scenes, and I'm just like, Hi, I'm Jekyll. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, guys, we'll see you next time on Musicals with Cheese.
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.